that does it, it marks up that spike. Oh, okay. So all the audios will be synced in. So we're ready. Did I screw it up by, by saying? No, no. Once, okay. once you, that one clap, everyone's audio will have a huge spike, and I just line up that spike. Oh, there you go. You're smart. That's why I did in Hollywood, they go, yeah, yeah, lights, action. camera, action, and you hear that. That's why. That's why. Oh, I thought they just needed to employ someone else. Mm -hmm. Someone's brother, like, kid no, brother, no. that they needed to, hey, he needs a job here. We'll just give him this thing to give no, him a clapboard. Yeah, here's a clapboard. It's, it's important that everyone's mics, everyone, the, it all lines up on that spike. That way every... So they're synced. They're synced, yeah. Okay. So the words come out of the mouth. At the same time, remember those Kung Fu movies where oh, yeah. they would say something, yeah, and then the audio, <laughs> yep. they were not synced up. They were, they were all messed up. <laughs> they, didn't have, they didn't have a clapboard. There you go. You want me to start? Yeah, go ahead and start, man. I don't remember how to do this. It's been a long time. No, we had a nice summer break. It is September the nineteenth, so it's fall. We back. You went on vacation. Your wife went on vacation. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a a long summer it's it's filled with a lot of activities but man it just it went it also felt short you know i can't believe it snow is going to be on the ground here soon oh don't, don't let my wife hear that she, she wants she, to move well she does not like she does not like the snow she does not like winter i don't either minnesota winter. Well, I, every year's my yeah, last Minnesota year. winter is particularly brutal you know everything's iced up everything rusts and yeah, yeah it's just gross we should introduce yeah. Brother Jason to everybody, shouldn't we? Should we? We should. Let's do it. We got a special guest. The first, you're the first special guest we ever had on our podcast. Yeah, we didn't have him sign any contracts or anything, huh? No. <laughs> he told me to have my people talk to his people. Okay, okay, good. <laughs> I better get some people. <laughs> what negotiations after? So, yeah, we don't, we don't pay much. Yeah. So I don't know if he told you that before. Well, I'm used to that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> What's this thing called again? Bible Times? Bible Times. Mike and Jim. Man, it's, it's been a while. It's been a long time. Oh, yeah. Is my hair okay? Looks good. Yes. <laughs> Looks good. He, Brother Jason met the requirement to be on this podcast. You got to shave your head. No, yeah. okay. I, I cover mine up, so I could be. We could be the. Oh, you're good. The three. <laughs> I didn't have a chance to shave it today, so that's why. Throw the hat on. Hold on, hold on. Take your hat off again. What? What? You got way more hair than me. Yeah, right? So? Oh, yeah, yeah, you can grow yours out of no, you. No, 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 no. I see the spots, but yeah, yeah. I think you got enough to cover the spots. I My my ball is like an ocean of, it's like a bay area. Yep. <laughs> well, see, you see the bay area right here? Yeah. That's ocean, and this is... Land and sand right there. Are you saying I can do the comb over? You, you can do well over. Your spots are very small. I tell you what, I've been threatening uh, my wife with doing a mullet. Because I think I could do it. I think down here it's long enough. Up here it's thin, but it could do like the like dog the bounty hunter where it's just kind of growing out and go over. What she do doesn't want it? Absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. No. Up at the barbershop, there's a lot of people asking for mullets again. It's a thing. Yeah, it's coming back into style. It's a thing. This is in the front part. Here. <laughs> there's, there's all these little kids in the neighborhood um, riding their bikes around. Just huge mullets. Mullets. Looks good. 
I don't know if we're going to keep this in or we'll edit it out, but... It's up to you. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see, Brother James. Let me see. Oh, yeah, you got a Bay Area. Yeah. You got a Bay Area. <laughs> <laughs> you like me. We look, we look younger with it, with this ball. See, you guys wear it well, though. Yeah, we have to. Yeah, yeah, I don't have much of a choice. No choice. It's funny, like, uh, my family, you get us all together in a room and we look like a carton of eggs sitting around the table. <laughs> brother Jason, tell, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, brother Mike and I, we did full introductions and give us a, in a, a brief, we only have so much time, but just tell us about yourself, how you came to know us and... Um, we're going to talk about our experience. That's what our show is going to be about today. We actually did street, mini street ministry a few weeks ago. We actually went out to the street and we met some interesting people. Um, you can use the word homeless if you want to, but um, we're, we're praying that the situation that these people are facing is going to change. And so hopefully we, we pray with them. And, and hopefully in God's timing, they will, uh, and it's funny, most of them pro profess to be believers. Yes. I think every single one. Every single one. But what they did not, what they did admit to is not studying the Bible, not studying God's word. And so we're praying that they'll begin to study God's word and change that around. But Brother Jason, give us a short introduction about yourself. So when Christ found me, I was actually in a cycle of homelessness myself. Okay. Um, I was living in a trap house up in Forest Lake. God found me. He answered my prayer. And uh, three days later, I entered a program called Life Rebuilders. Um, and it's been an incredible journey with Christ. Uh, constantly growing, constantly moving forward. And uh, it's, it's beautiful. Christ is beautiful. Mm -hmm. is. So what we did a few weeks ago, did that hit home for you? And did it bring back? Absolutely, it did. Um, like that first lady, May, mm -hmm. um, she was talking about having her paperwork and the statement of need for him and all that stuff. I, I've been through that, been mm -hmm. down that road. And, uh, you know, for her to lose all that stuff, it put her in an incredible difficult spot. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that she wrecked me, you yeah. know, yeah. Uh, just seeing her situation. That was, that was tough. Was. And that was the first thing we saw as soon as right we, out of the gate. Boy. We walked out there. <laughs> It got, it got real quick. Yeah. Well, Brother Jason, welcome to Mike and Jim's podcast. Um, we were glad you were able to go with us, and we're glad you agreed to share your experience with, with us with, with us all. Brother Mike, what's uh, how would you say we, we uh, what, did I come up with the idea to go out there? Was yeah. it me? Okay. That was all you. Well, to our listeners, I had the idea, as a pastor, you always are preaching in the church. You're preaching to the choir. And a lot of times, as a pastor, you want to get out of the church. You want to go out into the community. And in the community, there's different areas. There's different status and different. And so um, I was familiar with seeing people who were going through some really tough times in the city of St. Paul. Some of you know about the uh, th that area. But I uh, wanted to go there, and I just wanted to share the gospel with people. In particular, I was sharing the, the scripture, Romans chapter 5, verse 8, which states, But God committed his love toward us, 
and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. I picked that scripture because it hits everything in my opinion. It says, but God, and I want to know if people still believe in God. What God? Is it the God of the Bible? And if they, <clears throat> if they did believe it was God, do they believe that God loves them? And so uh, some of the footage will we'll be able to share that. Uh, some people did not want to be recorded. Um, and then on top of that, with God, there's judgment, love, love. Is, you always see the word judgment close to the word love. And I'll do a sermon on that one day. But And then and that, while we were yet sinners, I wanted to see if people believed that they were sinners. Everyone was honest. Everyone knew that they were sinners. And that, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Then, the I think the, the bottom line was, did they believe the gospel? Christ came to this earth, he died, he was buried, and he rose again the third day. That's power. That's powerful. That's power. No matter what sins you have, to know that Christ loves you enough, God loves you enough to allow his son to die for all those sins. So the death, burial, and resurrection, that is the good news, the gospel for today. And so us three brothers, we went out there, we shared this, we interact with people. It was it was a great experience. And so we want to do a podcast on what we experienced. And so, Brother Mike, you want to maybe start off, how did you, what was your reaction to seeing and talking to people who maybe did not have a lot? They didn't have a home, they didn't have a car, they didn't have some of the things that we take for granted. But what they did have was they did believe that there, there is God. There is a God, the God of the Bible. And what did you think about their situation? And what did you kind of learn during the process? So I think for me, that was, that was a tough day. Um, I don't know if you guys sensed it or, or what. You can give me some feedback. But I was like full of anger. I was really angry that day. And, and I don't know if it kind of brought me back to when I was working you know, when I was in law enforcement, mm-hmm. um, I, I, I saw a lot of people that day that needed help, mm-hmm. but something came over me to where, and I'm not saying this is right or wrong. This mm-hmm. is just what the feeling I had that day was. I was, I felt like there was just, again, I'm getting kind of upset now too, and I don't know why, mm-hmm. but I, I wish there was more services Mm-hmm. around for those people but I also had this this anger that I I don't know why they didn't want to help themselves mm-hmm. either there's so you know and I think you uh, Jason was talking about was it in May right with the first gal we talked, yes. talked about May and when I was working I had a very I was dealing with a um, a female who was around the same age really I mean it, their stories were very much alike and um, this gal, she had came on some hard times. Um, she was working, but she made too much to get any help from the county. But it wasn't enough to live. And so she was living out of her car. And I tried everything to help her, um, was able to get her some sort of uh, housing. It was through actually a church. There was a, a pastor that he had bought a bunch of um properties okay and he was more of a landlord but he it wasn't government funded or anything but he, and he would allow homeless people in there but they had to 
I think there are some things that they had to they had to do. You know, requirements. Requirements. Yep. Mm-hmm. They had to, they had to go to church. They had to a, they had to go to a couple of Bible studies. Okay. They had to show that they were trying to better themselves. Yeah. And I just and I remember giving her all these opportunities, and then she just kind of just threw it away. Mm. And and I and I think I was I was pretty hurt with that. And mm-hmm. I don't know why I took that so personal, but mm-hmm. so I think a lot of this. This day, those feelings kind of came back. Okay. So, and that's a me problem. Okay. You know, but um, but that day was pretty tough. But then also seeing mm-hmm. this big facility, that big, it was like a Catholic facility that was uh, charities, whatever across the street. Yep. yep. And, and and I'm trying to think. The shelter, right? Was it was it a shelter? It was a shelter. Yeah. Yeah. It's supposed to be temporary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And. And just knowing that they're probably understaffed. Yeah. They probably don't have um, education or any type of formal training to work there. You know, probably minimum wage type stuff where they just hire anybody who wants a job. So they probably don't have training to deal with homeless people. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's, I think it's just a bad, a bad situation all around. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, was, I, was, I was very angry that day. Okay. Okay. Just, I think I was flooded with all these thoughts, all these emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, <coughs> why can't we help these people? Why won't they help themselves? And it was just, yeah, it, it, it really clouded my mind. And, and the more I think about it, the more, um, you know, I, I think that the devil was there that day. Mm-hmm. I really do. I think the devil was there. Demons were present in that whole area, mm-hmm. influencing everybody. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, it, it's the only way I can explain it. You know, it was almost like I had my receiver up, yeah. and I was being mm-hmm. triggered yeah. by something that was there because I, I was just, it was just mm-hmm. overwhelming anger. You know, we got to bring up that scripture that you, well, you, you. Dealing with what you were saying, you were like, there's got to be a scripture about being sober. And what what made you bring up that word sober? Was it the the drug abuse and the the alcohol abuse that you could sense was going on? Was that it? I think every single person there was had some sort of substance abuse okay. issue. Okay. I, I would, I would, well, most of them were doing it right in front of us. Okay. Right? Most of them had some sort of pipe on them or okay. the, the, the group we were talking to lately the one gal was so excited because she came over because she had I, t- I do remember that now you, you know um yeah. you mentioned that and i was like oh that's what she was happy about <laughs> you know she, and, and so i think that's i think in my opinion i think um addiction has a hold on all of them yeah there. yeah and some some in one form or another well you mentioned that word sober you said the bible has to say something about being sober. Remember, we, we found First Peter chapter 5, verse 8, and it reads, Be sober. <laughs> Be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. And we agree that we saw some devouring Absolutely. going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brother, Brother Jason, you experienced some of this. What's some of the devouring that you saw and maybe some devouring that you maybe been through in that situation? Uh, so a lot of what I saw was 
I mean, everybody experiences circumstance. I mean, bad circumstances falls on everybody. Mm -hmm. But I think what we saw a lot there was people being victims of their bad choices. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's a great point. And it was, it was, it was devouring. Let me piggyback on that. In America, I've heard the saying, I'm, I'm, I'm conservative. I don't, I don't shy away from that. I, I hear a lot of conservatives say, in America, if, if whatever happens in, in your life, you pretty much had it coming. With the way America set up, free education from kindergarten to uh, 12th grade, you have an opportunity to educate yourself, get an education. If you work hard, if you graduate, you could probably get a, a decent job. Our country, you can be who you want to be. You can make as much money as you want to make. But like you said, choices, decisions. Uh, some of the kids who were the cool kids, the class clowns, over time, they didn't graduate. They, they flunked out. They dropped out and hit some hard times. Y'all want to speak on what you probably ex- know in your life that you've seen it happen or how this could, the, our choices or the decisions that we make can play into our our social and economic situation? Yeah, I think every choice we make either draws us closer or farther from the Lord. I mean, we don't sit in one spot. We're either moving one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I was a cop, so clearly I was picked on in high school and shoved in lockers, right? So so I became a cop to, to exact my revenge on everybody. Is that what they say? I've heard that before. <laughs> Sometimes it's true. Sometimes they do do yeah, that. It's true. <laughs> there, there, there's a oh, you like me now. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely some out there. <laughs> Shouldn't have been. But uh, we're gonna edit that out, by the way. No, no, no. <laughs> um, no, I think everything you said is is spot on. I think, I think what gets me angry with current politics is that there's one side that is always poor. Eh, a certain group of people, or or or, or these victims. kids, everybody's victims, and, and everybody they don't have a chance, mm-hmm. right? But this, but as a government, we're we're going to come in and we're going to help you. Oh. We're going to help you, right? So you're creating mm-hmm. that victim mentality, right? Dependency. When, well, like right now, what's what's going through, or it's already gone through. You know, like uh, free lunches and breakfasts for all the kids. Mm-hmm. Like, what a savior! It sounds like such a good thing, right? Yeah. Pretty sure that was all. That's always been around, right? But but you're, they're creating a problem that wasn't there. Yeah. And, and it, expense too. But I, I think that mentality spreads, and with all this <clears throat> homeless that we're seeing, I think we. And I'm not putting the blame on on, on all the victims that we saw out there, mm-hmm. but I do think that there is a little bit of that mentality mm-hmm. that they were taught or told at some point in their life that like. This is just it. I, I didn't grow up in a, in, a, in a rich house. I didn't have a house with a mom and dad. Mm-hmm. I didn't, whatever the excuse is. Mm-hmm. So now... And therefore, I'm entitled to this. Yep. Or, or you know what? I'm never going to get out of this. I'm never going to get out of this because the, this situation um, is against me. People mm-hmm. are against me. Mm-hmm. God is against me. You know, I, I think I think that's a common thing. I think, mm-hmm. you know, I, I believe in God, but God's angry with me or... Or, or I'm angry at God. Yep. Because of whatever. Exactly. I, I'm mad at God. You know, I think there's a lot of that. And I always say that if 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 your attitude can be so bad where family and relatives don't want to take you in, I think that's that's huge where 
you know, you, it has to be an attitude adjustment. When your loved ones say, okay, that's it, you're out. You know, that can be another red flag as to uh, a spiritual problem. And that's what I also want to share too, is that a lot of times a spiritual problem can result in a homeless problem or whatever you call it, a, a physical problem. And I know you and I were talking about what is the balance of a spiritual problem and then a problem dealing with uh, a drug abuse or alcohol abuse. So I think it is spiritual first and the drug abuse, alcohol abuse is just a, a way to cover or to deal with it. It fills the vacuum. It fills the vacuum. Yeah. Yeah, and I think we had a little bit of a, I don't even want to say a debate, but where I think my anger was kind of taken over me, I think that day when, when I was, when we were, I was, when I brought up that scripture, like, I, you know, I said, there's got to be something about being sober. Mm -hmm. And I think both you were telling me that there is, but first we need to make sure that, that these people know that they need Christ first right. and then everything else can go. Right. And, and I think at the time I was, I was kind of like, mm -hmm. yeah, but they need to get sober. They, mm -hmm. That's number one. And then that will bring them to the Lord. And, and I think when I got home, um, I sat and, and thought about that. And I think you guys were, were I don't want to say you were right because we weren't arguing, but, mm -hmm. but I think I, I like your guys' mm -hmm. way of thinking and your guys' mm -hmm. advice mm -hmm. more. I think it makes sense. Mm -hmm. I think maybe it's not our jobs to go out there and save everyone, mm -hmm. but it is our job to make sure that people know Christ mm -hmm. yeah. and then they can yeah. do with, with, what they want mm -hmm. with that, right? To know Christ and then also to know, like we just read, uh, your adversary, your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion walking about seeking may seeking whom he may devour. Do you think that it's knowing that this is a spirit? Well, that scripture is all spiritual. Do you think that it's spiritual to know that there's a devil seeking whom he may devour? Because you can't see the devil; he's a spirit. But if you know that there's a devil, maybe you. Maybe you won't be so dependent on alcohol or drugs to for your refuge. Maybe you can, if you know there's Christ, you can let him be your refuge versus life, life sucks. I'm just going to deal with this. I'm going to take this, whatever, whatever. Do you think this, this scripture is spiritual, what we just read? I think it's a warning. It's a warning? It is. It's a, definitely a warning. Yeah. So this spiritual can drive you to the alcohol and drugs abuse. So I'm saying if there's a devil, yes, he's as a roaring lion. He's he was roaring in those people's lives. He roars in all of our lives, but I think he roared enough to get them to go use and abuse. God created us in His image mm -hmm. to worship Him. To worship Him. Mm -hmm. And if we're not filling that void with God, we're going to fill it with something else. Yep. Okay. But, but Satan, the devil, mm -hmm. he hates us, right? Yeah. He hates God's creation. He'll still destroy. What other way to make himself feel good mm -hmm. and to go against God than to turn his own creation against Mm -hmm. To turn God's own creation against him, right? Mm -hmm. So, in my opinion, the devil loves 
this problem that we have. Mm -hmm. He loves seeing people suffer on the streets. He loves it. And that's why I felt so like angry being out there. You know, I think, I think I, you know, had, so someone that we do a Bible study with every Friday Mm -hmm. always talks about having this antenna. Mm -hmm. Um, or it's a receiver, right? Mm -hmm. So God can influence us through that receiver, mm-hmm. but Satan can too. Satan's very powerful. Oh, yeah. So Satan can influence us too. So I think when you're in areas like that or you surround yourself with with, with sin, mm-hmm. uh, I think you have a higher receiver mm-hmm. and it's more open mm-hmm. to that. So I think, I think that the devil is, I think everybody who has those issues, mm-hmm. substance abuse, it can be anything else, but I guess for this podcast purpose, mm-hmm. I think a lot of it was substance abuse. I think... I think you're putting up a bigger receiver for Satan to come in and influence you. Mm. And I, that's what I feel, and that's what we're, we're seeing at that. Well, you know, everybody, we all have a sin problem. Yes. You know, uh, those people that we encountered that day, it just manifests itself in a different way. Mm-hmm. Where people around Lakeville or here in Rosemount, mm-hmm. you know, we're all sinners. But it may manifest itself in a different way. So, you know, you may not, it may not be so blatantly obvious. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, people struggle with pornography and a multitude of things. Mm-hmm. But not everything you see on a, you know, we can see with our eyes. It doesn't manifest itself like that. You know, it manifests itself in broken relationships and all sorts of different ways. Yeah. But it's a universal problem. We all have a sin problem. Yeah. And, the oh, only, yeah. and the only answer to it is Christ. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Speaking of Christ, I got to share this scripture. Is it possible to have or to be a good homeless situation? This scripture here is Matthew chapter 8, verse 20. And it says, And Jesus said unto them, um, Jesus said unto him, the foxes have holes, the birds of the air have nests, but the son of man hath not where to lay his head. So Jesus saying the animals, they have, you know, a home, they have a place where they can dwell. But he was saying the son of man, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, he didn't have a place to lay his head. He didn't have a home. So is it possible to be so busy with ministry that you <laughs> you're on the, you're homeless where you just working for God? Is, is it, do you ever see that? I mean, <laughs> I don't see it, but I'm I'm sure it's out there. I mean, there's nothing wrong with. It. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess that that's a choice then, right? Yeah. I think I think you're. That's no different than I think people that live in RVs, right? And they travel the country. I mean, if yeah. if that's what you want to do, that's that's what you want to do. And if, or if, if that's what you're called to, yeah, yeah. You know, to be fluid. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, I like that terminology, ready, fluid. Ready to be moved this way or that way, way. at a moment's notice. We didn't see so many fluid. <laughs> no, I yeah, I think that I think, I think that's different. That is different from what we were looking at. But with that scripture, the Lord does know what it's like to not have an address, a home, right, a residence. And maybe that's something we can share next time we go in that area and say, hey, Jesus, he didn't have a home. You know, he moved from place to place. He he had a tent. We we saw how many tents did we see out there? Right. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um more scriptures here. Uh I'll read this. You guys want to give me your your um your thoughts on it. This is another one in the book of Mark, Mark chapter 14, verse 7, and it reads, 
For ye have the poor with you always, and whensoever ye will, ye may do them good. But me, ye have not always. So this is Jesus saying, and here's a nugget. He's giving some, some insight. He's saying the poor you're going to have with you always. And this is 2,000 plus years ago. Mm-hmm. This is before rent, or I guess they had rent back then. <laughs> but this is before the modern time that we're living in where, you know, you can have a job. But even back then, you had poor. You had the poor. What do you guys think about the poor? What, what do you think? Why would we always have poor people in our world? Uh, well, just like widows and orphans, too. You know, and traditionally that was something the church took care of, not the state. Right. Good you know? point. Very good point. And, and, and we're always going to have poor. We're always going to have widows. Yeah. We're always going to have orphans. Yeah. It's just a fact of life. What would you see? What would you say is the main reason that we're always going to have it? Would it be the individual and their choices? And what? How they respond to life? Why? What? What? Why do you think we will always have poor people? How come every single person is not going to be well off? Are you talking about now or like back then? He says always. Yeah. So in any time period. I mean, in today's times, I think we we have such an uptick mm-hmm. in mental illness. Substance abuse. I think mm-hmm. those are contributing factors. Mm-hmm. Um, economy. Yeah, it's so expensive to live, even with two. You know, if you have two people in the household, both you know, a, a mother and father with kids, um, it's rare to see. Well, I have to stay at home. One of them stay at home mm-hmm. because it's just it, everything's so expensive right now. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's it's hard. Two-income home. Yeah, you gotta have a two-income home. I mean, I mean, for the moment, people do it, right? But I, especially you know, got children. Yeah, for sure. But um, I think in today's times, what I see in in my experience, I think a lot of it has been it, it's either mental illness or substance abuse. Mm-hmm. All right, do we do we agree that there are some lazy people out there? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now Proverbs talks about lazy people, and Proverbs is a book of wisdom. And so if anybody's listening out there, you, you you say, yeah, I'm lazy, I don't want to work, and whatever, or you know someone who doesn't want to work, write this one down, Proverbs chapter 6, verse 6, and it reads, go to the ant, thou sluggard, <laughs> consider her ways and be wise, which having no guide, overseer, or ruler, provideth her meat in the summer, and Gar was it Gardeth? Gareth. Gar- oh, Gather. Thank you. Let me make this bigger so I can see it better. <laughs> uh, and gathereth her food in the harvest. How long wilt thou sleep, O sluggard? When wilt thou arise out of thy sleep? Yet a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep, so shall thy poverty. Come as one that travaileth, and thy want as an armed man. Talk to me, brothers. So I was doing a little word study on that. All right. Come on, Brother Jason. Sluggard means sluggish or lazy. Slothful. Slow. Slothful. Okay. 
Um, and I was reading through that. Consider her ways and be wise, the ant having no guide. So the ant doesn't have to be told to go out and do these things. The ant doesn't have a boss directing her steps, telling her what to do. She just goes and does it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, it's instinctive. Mm -hmm. and, and I think, uh, especially as men, we all have that instinct to mm -hmm. want to provide. But, you know, I think to go against it goes against the uh, grain of nature, mm -hmm. you know, because man is a provider. Right. Um, you know, provideth her meat in the summer and gathereth her food in, in the harvest. How long will thou sleep, O sluggard? <laughs> and... Uh, Verse 10, yet a little sleep, a little slumber. Eh, it's, just a, it's just a little just bit. Just a little. It's just a little bit. It adds up. You know, and then, you know, you end up and you find yourself poor, mm. you know, because you took these things lightly. Time out, time out. So in America, with our nice, comfortable beds and our cushion life, you could really sleep and be lazy and, and, and not work. Not looking for opportunity. Not look for opportunity. And what, what comes upon it? What does it say? So shall thy poverty come as one that traveleth. Poverty. Wow. Wow. So our listeners, I don't know if you've read this scripture before. The Bible has all the instructions. It has all the wisdom. And if this happens to you in America, come on. Yeah. Basic instructions before leaving yeah. Earth. <laughs> what else you got, man? And then uh, the last part of the verse, and thy want is an armed man. So it's looking at armed, right? Mm -hmm. And what the concordance says is uh, armed is a shield or figuratively a protector. Um, and that is, so it's thy want to be in that position. Mm -hmm. You know, a protector is a provider and mm -hmm. so on and so forth. But yeah, so, you know, you're taking these things lightly. Oh, it's just a little nap. Uh, yeah, it's just miss one day of work, you know, and the next thing you know, you lose your job and mm -hmm. find yourself poor mm -hmm. out on the street. Mm -hmm. Or children, teenagers who are oversleeping, not going to school. I'm just going to miss another day of class. I'm going to skip today. Or oh, I'm going to sleep until noon and then I'll go to school. You know, it's, you know, it's just a little bit. It's just a little bit. Just a little. I always like to use the analogy of the the cookies you know mm -hmm. I'm, I'm making a batch of cookies and you're watching me and i go out in the yard and i grab a couple handful of little squirrel turds you know and i toss them in there <laughs> and, I, and i stir it up and bake them up and then i offer you one and you say no way just a little, squirrel turds in there yeah, just a little just bit a little bit yeah, just a little bit yeah. you know what's the difference yeah just a little bit just a little bit <laughs> wow hey if he ever brings cookies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what you got no cookies? I'm going to let you try one first. Make sure, know they are. make sure there's no chocolate chips <laughs> yeah. in them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the other hand, for the believer, for those who believe in Christ, 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 10 says, e for, e for even when we were with you, this we commanded you, that if any would not work, Neither shall he eat. If you don't work, you don't eat. Every able body, if you can get a job, work, work. I take my hat off to people who have disabilities, but they still find a job to work. God created us to work. If you don't work, well, don't expect to eat. Well, and, and I know we only got a couple minutes, mm -hmm. but, but 
one of the one of the guys that we saw when we were downtown, and he was in a wheelchair, you know. And I was kind of talking to him a little bit, just trying to get his story. And um, and he was on disability, but he wasn't getting enough for um, for an actual probably like a rent in an apartment, mm-hmm. you know. And I felt I felt bad for him because I totally understand. Like, okay, well, you know, you have, you're on this government assistance, but but they're not giving you enough to live. So what are your what are your choices? What do you do? Mm-hmm. But now reading this scripture, I mean, there's almost there's got to be a little bit of effort yeah. on his end too. I don't know. I it's probably pretty controversial, but that's that's where my mm-hmm. and that's why I, I think I was so full of anger that day mm-hmm. because I'm like, there's got to be something. There, there's got to be something else besides sitting out here. Mm-hmm. Just hanging out with friends, yeah. and you know, there. It, I want to see them better themselves. Yeah. I and really I, do. I think that's where we see verse eleven come into play. For we hear that there are some which walk among you disorderly, working not at all, but are busybodies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And yeah. uh, I looked up busybodies to keep busy oneself about trifling. Needless, useless matters. Mm-hmm. Trifling being trivial. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're keeping yourself busy, mm-hmm. but none of it matters. Right. You're doing these, yeah. you know. Yep. It's not going to result in anything that's going to help you along the way. Right. Let me say this, too. I'm a person, I've held two jobs, three jobs, especially when I became married and had children. I, I will do what it takes to take care of my responsibilities. And so... Uh, working with your own hands. And and let me just say this too. I truly believe that God has put talent and gifts in every single human being. Every single human being. You have a special talent or gift that God has put in you. It's up to you to develop those talents and those gifts, to, to, to work at your craft, whatever it is, and to become valuable in the marketplace to where you can take care of your responsibilities especially in this country we call America, the land of opportunity. There's so many stories of legal immigrants come over here to this country. They don't even speak good English, but they work hard. They start a business. They they do things. They make great decisions, and they become very successful. They keep their families together. They have, they have a tight family union, unit, and they want to be Americans. They want to to share in this prosperity and so those are just things i want to throw out there brothers we're closing any last minute comments remarks on what we experience we prayed with those people i do believe that in god's timing since they did not reject the gospel did not reject the notion of god i believe god is going to help them and at some point get on their feet become productive citizens and like we just read and begin to work and take care of their responsibilities. Just even planting the seeds and God will give the increase. Amen. Yeah. And, and I mean, that's all we do, right? Is us three going out there. And I think that's where my anger came from is like, I felt like I needed to do something to help. And, mm-hmm. and maybe this, what we were doing wasn't enough, you know, and that's more of an issue on my end, but as my wife reminded me, and then, you know, talking with you guys a little bit, I think it's that's all we can do is plant seeds, right? You know, plant seeds, we can encourage um, as, a, as a pastor or preachers, 
And, and by the way, you both did a great job when we were interacting. Uh, that answer that that guy, the, the question the guy had, and you answered with the scripture, John seventeen. Yeah, and, and you with that lady who kept saying, "Well, it's just blind faith. You believe the Bible? That's just blind faith." And and you shared your testimony, and so we can encourage, we can remind, and we can keep pointing back to the Word of God, because that Word of God it is sharp. It's like a sword. It'll it'll cut through the crap. Absolutely. You know, and a lot of these people are, you know, you know. You, you, you can talk to me. Like, Come on, man. Just cut the crap. Let's be real. Let's get to, to the facts. Let's get to, to solutions. You know, and let's, let's see you be where you need to be. So I think we can be that encouragement. Well, if they don't, it, it, and tell me if I'm wrong, but was it like the Corinth, the city of Corinth? Like, there were believers there, mm -hmm. but they were all babes in Christ, a lot of them. So they continued yep. to... Um, carnal, carnal, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, just live not according to Christ. Yeah. And everyone that we met uh, that day that we went there to mm -hmm. St. Paul, they all said they believed, right? Mm -hmm. But I think they also, ho hopefully, by us going there, it pushed them and planted the seed for them to read a little bit more in the scripture to mm -hmm. help. Hopefully, Study. that will mm -hmm. get them out of that hole because otherwise, they may be saved, but I think here on this earth, they'll. If they, if they don't study, they'll stay as babes in Christ, yeah. and they'll just continue to live like this on the earth. Yeah. Very I think, too, what we see a lot of now is, like, Christian and name only. You know, they might say they believe, right. but yep. does their life reflect it? Right. You know? Yep. And, and let's be clear. When we say believe, it's not enough just to believe in Jesus. The devil believes in Jesus. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. When we say, do you believe, we're saying, do you believe the gospel, the good news, the message that Jesus came to this earth, he died on the cross for all your sins. He was buried and he rose again on the third day. That is the good news. That, that proves that he can cleanse you, wash you, wash your sins away, totally forgive you, and you can start a new relationship with him on the earth before he comes back. Amen. Good stuff. Gave up his heavenly throne to come to save us. I gotta share this. I gotta share. Thank you, Brother Jason. <laughs> Think about this. First, Second Corinthians, Second Corinthians, chapter eight, verse nine. For ye know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that through I'm sorry, though, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that ye through his poverty might be rich. Stepped off his heavenly throne for us. And then, uh, you know, I had a thought about it too, Matthew twenty-seven forty-six. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? You know, for the first time in eternity, he was disconnected from his father. That's true. And what that must have been like. Wow. Yeah. Wow. God had to turn his back on him. Yeah. Yeah, I've always asked about that part in, in Scripture, and I just, it, it's, I've never understood it. But I think the way you just put it, you know. Yeah, for the first time. For the first time. Yeah, it's, yeah, mm. it's hard to, it's hard to comprehend. Because God could not look upon sin. Right. On that cross, he was the murderer. He was the pedophile. He was the liar. He was every sin you can think of. He was that on the cross. Every sin past you can think of. Past and future. Past and future. He 
paid that penalty, the, the punishment. He, he, he was all that, but he died. He, he actually did your, he did your sentence. He did my sentence. What a, all, he, he added it all up on the calculator and he paid for it all. And our God wages. could not look at it. Paid our wages. Yeah. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. And that's through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Woo! <laughs> well, we're going to end right there. That's a, that's a good, very good podcast. Yeah. Brother Jason, thank you. Brother Mike, thank you. Thank you. To all our listeners, thank you for tuning in. We'll, we'll be back with another one, and we're going to keep going because uh, we got some good feedback. Uh, when is the next one? When is the next one? And as time goes on, people will share this, and uh, we'll, we'll build an a, a audience that will be able to have an impact. That's what it's about. Amen. Should we end in prayer? Let's do it. Brother Jason, you want to end us in prayer? So, so Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time together. Thank you. Uh, we just thank you for your word and for you, Jesus Christ, coming to earth to die for us. What an incredible gift. Um, may this podcast be a blessing to all those who hear it. Yes, and uh, just spread your message around the world. In Christ's name, amen. Amen. amen.